0: Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 9th of November 2020 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 286. I know what you're thinking, how'd he get on with that 9th of November six pints of semi-skimmed milk expiry date? Well in the corrupted words of Richard Keyes corrupted by him, that is, I absolutely smashed it. Hope you're all healthy, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. It's been a long, wet day in South London. Police sirens, ahoy, a long day, a seriously long day. It is now 2200 hours, the old live radio show kick-off time. That's how late this show's going out tonight. Patreon supporters will get it tonight. If you're awake, that is, everyone else will get it overnight or in the morning. Drilling two floors down, that was a bad way to start the day. Travelled all the way up to this flat, very hard to concentrate. I was thinking, really, on a Monday? And uh, this is what I was anticipating when the original lockdown eased and all this construction work, all this building work, both here in this building and across the road, got underway. I just thought it's going to be a long winter in terms of being productive. I'm having to change the way I'm working right now, and I'm, I'm feeling it. You know, I'm really feeling that change in my hours. Slow drilling too, you know, you're thinking just get it over and done with, just drill, just do what you need to do and finish with the drilling. But it was very slow drilling today, which was really great. It reminded me of an old boss that I had a discussion with once about slow mastication. Her view was that... If someone was in a, uh, say, a quiet setting, so they're going for the slow mastication, they don't want to be chewing too loudly, chewing too quickly, so they're being very subtle with their chewing. And she said that that got on her nerves more than, you know, some rapid, loud chewing. She just wanted them to get it out of the way. That's what this drilling felt like today, really needed to be sped up. Even putting all my layers on, that's been difficult the last few days. The energy required for nine layers, right now I don't have it. reminds me of Deontay Wilder, the former heavyweight champ who's been making a few excuses lately. That bodysuit, whatever it was that he was wearing before his rematch with Tyson Fury, I think it weighed 40 pounds, and there was a sense that he used that as a bit of an excuse after the fight. That it took something out of him. Well, that's how I feel with the nine layers. It does take something out of me. I didn't get out until 1730 hours today. I met up with a friend for the first time since the whole pandemic kicked off back in March, whenever it was, 20th of March or whatever, whenever we went into lockdown first time around. I'd been to the Space Daddy in the meantime but this was the first time that I'd actually met up with someone in the street other than my aunt to take her to the shop. And, of course, I've got my bubble with her so she can hang on to me. But this is the first time I've done that with a friend. And it was it was just very weird. They didn't have a mask on. I had my mask on. First time for me doing this whole thing. You see groups about or a couple of people about one will have a mask on. The other one won't. I was... The masked uh, guy today walked into Brixton, very tricky. Some of those curbs on the way to Brixton are quite narrow. Our sleeves brushed uh, together more than once. I was to blame for that. I have to own up. I was to blame for that all three occasions. Hope All I picked up from him was uh, cat hair. And uh, perhaps all he picked up from me was that sense of disappointment that appears to follow me over the last few weeks as I get more and more tired. First ever pandemic outing for the winter coat too. It's fifth winter, third without the ridiculous clip-on fur that made 2016 and 2017 very tricky for me. It was fairly cool out uh, today, but it was chucking it down, so I went with a coat and I was walking back afterwards because I had to pick something up from uh, PC World. I was walking back afterwards, took a really ugly route back to the flat it's one of them roots where you think, why do I have to see this kind of stuff? Why do I have to see these visuals? They don't add anything to my life. And it reminded me of early January 1991 when I took a walk through, uh, there's the voice there doing the old Simon Le bon, ooh, when I walked uh, through some back roads in Brixton to pick up a shell suit. I'd... Uh, been hanging about with the chin all year. He had a shell suit. His one was Adidas. My one was Lecoq Sportif. I always felt at the time that he pulled his one off. He was wearing it every day. Maybe I just got used to seeing it and thought, oh, it doesn't look too bad. Maybe looking back the first few weeks, I thought, what's, what's going on there? I tried to replicate it with the Lecoq Sportif one, but it wasn't very good. The top wasn't too bad, but wearing the full shell suit, I don't think that was something I was able to pull off. But that walk tonight, that reminded me of it. And just sometimes you think, I don't want to see this stuff because it doesn't do anything for the mood. I want to be walking through some nice streets. And this was uh, this wasn't a great walk on a more upbeat note. Guess what? I only went out and bought all the stuff I needed. All the stuff I've been talking about. Some of it is here. Some of it isn't. What isn't here will be arriving over the next few days. It has been one of the biggest outlays in financial terms of my life. I have to see it as an investment. I always feel guilty when I make big purchases and, as I've said many a time, every time I buy something new, sometimes it can be six months before I've opened it. Maybe I'll have a quick once-over just to make sure everything's there so I don't have to pursue a refund or get in touch with a seller, but I'm not very good with new stuff. This stuff, though, it's for the new show. Of course, it's going to feed into this show as well, too, to improve the quality. I'm not going to be able to sit on it and open it at leisure. I have to open it. I have to get to grips with everything. I have to forget about how much it's cost me. And, you know, just not lose sight of why I've bought it. I've bought it because I needed it. I've bought it because it should do good for my work. Do I think I'm going to recoup the the cost? I mean, the cost is astronomical. Do I think I'm going to recoup that easily? Of course not, but I've certainly got a better chance maybe of doing things the way I want to do them by buying this stuff in. I've been working in a very difficult way for a long time and I owe it to the work, if not myself. You know, I've been doing this now for 11 years and I've just always been working in a very difficult way. Shouldn't be this hard. I've now got everything that I need to ensure that things from now on are better in terms of... uh, working. Been very disorientated by deliveries on every day since I started buying everything and uh, there was one tonight probably the biggest uh, item I bought that was shipping over from Italy. That was meant to be over by 20 hours, 20 hundred hours tonight. You'll have to excuse the tiredness and I thought I don't want to start recording if this hasn't arrived yet but it has arrived now which is good because the buzzer is quite loud and uh, I'm not too fussed that that would have been picked up during recording because anyone, you know, listening to the show might have thought, hey, he's got a friend or look at that. That's that's, uh, maybe someone's coming up to visit him Well, my uh, whatever. That that anecdote's not going anywhere. That example's not going anywhere. Let, Let me just move on. okay? the point being, I was worried that the audio would be really loud I in my indoor only clothes, I was told in the email or the text, whichever it was that arrived today, that they would want a signature as it was. They didn't want one. And uh, I was just a little on edge about, well, I wasn't on edge. I just I just don't like this whole we can deliver at any time business. I'd rather deliveries be between nine and seventeen hundred hours rather than bleeding into the evening. But uh, the stuff that needed to be here by now, that's already here having to buy lots of research materials as well for the new show. And it's a case of just thinking, how am I going to recoup this cost? Never mind actually turn it into a, a going financial concern. How do I recoup what I've already spent? I think it's going to be a long road. And uh, I think once I committed to this new show, I was always going to have to bring in this uh, this stuff. Going to be a very big task for me to learn how to use it all because you know I'm not a I'm not a techie guy. It's not something that interests me. But I'm going to have to learn how to use it. It may interest me because it's something to do with something that I I like doing. You know the podcasting, the radio. So just got to not lose sight of what it's meant to be. It's meant to be an investment. Forget about recouping the outlay for now. Let's just uh, try and get that work out and do it in a better way. And at least now. Going forward, I could work in a better way. I've just been tired of fighting with one hand tied behind my back. Should have done this years ago. And podcasting is hard enough without having spent 11 years doing it in such a difficult way. As I say, the work deserved better. I've got to hope, too, that this laptop lasts as long as it needs to until the desktop arrives. Because uh, the issue is word. And it's playing up a lot tonight. So the monitor for the new desktop, that's arrived. It's my friend who I saw tonight who's building the desktop. Where I'm going to continue to be up against things is the location of the flat. Again, as I said, serious building noise at the moment, but even with, without that, being on a main road, being on this bend on this road that means ambulances and police cars will always turn their sirens on as they're approaching the building because it's a blind spot. That's always going to be the problem And I've been looking into screen dividers, you know, room dividers like they used to have in the old days. And uh, lots of houses or bedsits had them when I was a kid, except ours that probably needed them. And the idea for me is bring in a room divider. They're reasonably priced, though I can't find one that I need. I don't want fabric. I don't want wicker. I don't like wicker. Fabric I don't mind, but I want to attach studio foam to it to improve the acoustics. I'm pleased that I managed to avoid overeating tonight. Possibly spoke about it on episode 285, the new pills. I've been told can, that's me banging the desk, the new pills can trigger overeating. I'm not someone that overeats. I can overeat, but not because I'm hungry, but I'm just constantly hungry, not in between meals, but when I'm eating, when I'm having my meals. I'm just It's a weird feeling. I just want to eat more and more and more. I've been told that that can pass after four weeks, but that's one of the side effects I'm noting with the uh, new pills. I didn't even know it was a side effect. I just wondered why I was always feeling so hungry. Well, in recent weeks, went out for a run yesterday, which was unusual for me on a Sunday. The park was packed with the uh, gentrifiers which I expected, but I can't see myself doing it again. Friday's run was absolutely brilliant. 12K on-road running too. Need a high-vis vest. I know that. It was a bit hairy at moments running back home. Sports Direct, home of the uh, five or four pounds Slazenger Socks or whatever the deal is. They uh, they do a high-vis vest, but one that's for labourers rather than running. You're a sports shop. Why sell one for workmen? Makes absolutely no sense. Now, if a high-vis vest for laborers was the same as it is for runners, I've got no problem buying one. I know that uh, I don't run with any reflective gear. I mentioned, I believe, or maybe I didn't, I can't remember when episode 285 came out, but for Friday's run, I was so worried about running on the road because I got out very late for the run. I'd had a, my, my, my day basically had run and this is the problem with recording at the end of the day. Very tired very hard to construct sentences. Of course, you may say, well, when he records during the day, he still has a similar problem. Well, yeah, that's true. I got out for the run late. Okay. And I was very worried because I've already had uh, one or two moments, maybe more with the on-street running where I thought to myself, yeah, I need to get some uh, reflective wear sooner rather than later. All I had on Friday was a piece of kitchen foil that I caught and I shoved into the armband. Very optimistic, hopelessly optimistic on my part. And it was about two and a half minutes. Sorry, to, I should start this show again, but I'm just going to plow on through to the end. It was uh, about, I'd say, two-thirds into the first lap before I managed to secure the armband on Friday. I don't know if the... Kitchen foil, the square of kitchen foil that was in the armband made it even trickier to stick the phone in there. The point being that armbands don't work anyway, not with Velcro. So that's something I need to address and also I need to you know, buy a high-vis vest. As I was running, the first couple of laps in the park, really dark. They hadn't closed the gates, I don't know why. So I carried on running and I thought, well, this is a bit of a mistake. Let's just get out onto the road as soon as possible. No lights on in the park, as I've said last week. Just uh, the Lido and the entrance to the health uh, centre lit up, which is uh, really abysmal on the council's part. As I was running in the park, I kept looking at my left arm which is where the armband goes to convey an air of intrigue, and I couldn't see the uh, I couldn't see the foil. And at that point, I was thinking, yeah, this doesn't really work. But the run itself was really good. And what it did was it led to me being very overconfident for yesterday's run right away on my Sunday run. My body was letting me know it just wasn't having it. The lack of sleep kicked in right away. It was as if my body was saying up to you if you want to kill yourself at a laptop 14 hours a day on three hours a night sleep okay if you want to do that to you know coming up close to a month now if you want to keep doing that you keep doing that but this out here this running in the park business this is serious this is Not being at a laptop, this is physical, and you're not going to get this body to run more than 12K on three hours a night's sleep for the last three weeks. That's not going to happen. It was a tough, tough run, really tough. Obviously, the roads, when I started running on the roads, were busier. It was a Sunday, narrow curbs, hairy at times in terms of social distancing out there. Lesson definitely learned my end. Though I should add as well, the park... I think the park was more of a concern than the streets. You wouldn't have guessed from the park that there was a pandemic on. And you see things like that and you think, how much longer are we going to be losing this battle to come through this? Where is that discipline, that willingness to endure, what we need to endure to get through this? Because, you know, this, this life we're living which is necessary right now. It is doing us uh, a lot of damage, certainly affecting me. So I've just been very tired. Last night, my first night off in about three weeks, got a couple of Star Wars football games in, more in Thursday's Patreon on that, got some reading in. Finally got around to reading Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is absolutely brilliant. Very good to get back to reading something very good. And... The problem is I've sat on that book for over a year now, coming up to a year. I'd had it for three months when the lockdown happened. And at that point, Lambeth, like a lot of uh, libraries in London, they just waved away. Renewals and fines, so I've been able to hang on to the books for a while longer. But this one had to be returned by the 12th. So what I did on Friday, I went to another of uh, the libraries that I'm signed up with, uh, Wandsworth Library. Picked up a copy of the book there, same cover, so I would have a clear idea of what page I was on, having started the Lambeth copy. Although the Lambeth copy was in far better condition, much newer. And then I contacted uh, the library today, the Lambeth Library, and explained the situation. I wanted to know if I could just go in and return the book. And they said, well, actually, there's no reservation on this book. I'm happy to renew it for you until the 7th of December. By which time, now that I'm really into the book, I'll certainly have finished it. Which means I've got a copy of uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls that I didn't need. And I'm glad I'm not going to be reading it because it is a bit shop-soiled or whatever. The Is it foxes? What's that word? I came up with a couple of weeks ago that I saw on I uh, saw used to describe a second hand book. I can't remember right now. Either way, spoiled for choice on the Hemingway, sticking with the Lambeth book. Will return the Wandsworth edition if I can this week. Gotta get some sleep tonight. Varifocals, not sure they're working. I won't really know until I've got the PC here and I can then work on my posture and keep my head up and just use my eyes as I'm meant to with these varifocals the optician had told me last week when I went in again that ideally you should have a window behind you which will better illuminate your screen so I'm giving that a try it is a struggle the window is about 10 meters away from me they said at the opticians as well you've got to have your lamp the spotlight from the lamp should be on the keyboard and they advise to move the desk around so I've done that done that this afternoon. It was already getting a bit gloomy this afternoon so I won't really know if that's helped until tomorrow. The problem with this is it could affect acoustics. So I'm now talking towards a wall so if I sound different tonight that might be what it is or the fact that I'm very tired but it's likely to be the acoustics might have changed because I'm now facing a different direction in the room and I'm doing this really because I simply can't see with the varifocals, the way I'm working. It's easier to get to my desk now. The entry point has always been very difficult because there's so much clutter and so many cables on the floor. Not sure how I feel about having the whole room behind me. Feels a bit weird. Reminds me of a job I had back in 2010 where I met the Fonz, where there I was, sat in a corner with two of the big bosses, one of whom was one of the best bosses I ever had. Lovely guy, the guy I told his story a little thing that we had where he basically wrote to the rescue for me when I was at my, probably the last uh, bit of trouble I got in a 9-5 a to five role. He really went out to uh, bat for me, excuse the Americanism, or maybe that's an English uh, thing for the cricket, who knows. But uh, I told his story and Me, Me, Me included a beautiful email that he sent me on the uh, on Christmas Eve 2010 when I was at a real low point and he sent me a beautiful, beautiful email. And it was only last year that I heard from the fons that this guy had finally lost his battle against cancer, which saddened me because he was only my boss for about eight or nine months, but he was a very funny guy. He was considerably older than me. He had a different perspective on life because he'd been battling cancer. And uh, there I was coming in and getting up to some silly stuff in the workplace which didn't belong in the workplace and he could have just said look get out but there were two or three times where he really uh, looked out for me there i've gone off on a tangent now the point is that is the last time i think where i remember being in an uh, in an environment 22 28 when can i get to bed today That was the last time I was in an environment where I was facing the wall. I remember them then saying to me, "Uh, well, you're not really mixing with your new colleagues. I was thinking, how do you expect me to mix? They're seeing the back of my head all the time. You've sat me facing the wall. Give me something to work with here. The room divider. I think I spoke about this earlier. I've been checking room dividers on eBay and Amazon. If I'd kept the desk where it was, it would have been easier To uh, block off any external street sound, you know, and get the studio foam glued or fixed in some way to the screen. But now I'm thinking I'm going to have to go for a real wraparound screen because of how the desk is set up now. The screen is going to have to go right behind me, and I'm not sure if that's going to be enough. Also, I probably need to get some foam for the wall. I'll have to write that down now. So I could be looking at more money here now. The varifocals, as I say, that's going to be when the uh, PC, the desktop, comes in. That should help my posture. It should help keep my head fixed higher and should help me just direct my eyes at the screen. I can't really do that working from a a laptop. I keep thinking what the optician said last week. You only have to move the eyes as if you're some patient coming out of a coma or you've had some terrible accident. Had to switch my day around today. The football show has proven really, really tough. I'm getting results. I'm getting a lot of positives out of it. I'm confident that it's going to be a good show. I need to change my approach to it. I need to change my thinking. I'm getting big interviews, but I'm tending to focus on the manner in which I don't get the ones I don't get. There was a situation today where I tried to get an interview with someone well-known whose career I remember very well, whose career actually is only a couple of years that actually fall into uh, the narrow window that my new show covers and their agent if I hadn't chased actually if I hadn't chased a PR person at the publishers they wouldn't have come back to me as they did today to say look we don't deal with this now we've had all the PR time we're going to get with this person you need to contact their agent contacted their agent some guy with a double-barreled name came back to me saying this is not an opportunity we're seeking for our client right now. And I'm thinking, opportunity? Who's talking opportunities? I'm shopping at little. I've got no opportunities to offer anyone. I'm asking for an interview. I'm a guy that knows his stuff. Give me 30 minutes for this guy. It will be a good interview. And I think that they would enjoy it. It would take five minutes for them to realize that I know a lot about their career. That's just... Really disappointing, really burns me. You know, I don't mind being turned down for an interview, but it's just when you get this media guff opportunity. No one's talking about opportunity. I'm not trying to get this guy on Strictly Come Dancing or whatever it is. Then I chased another agency who had emailed 13 days ago in relation to a feature for the new show. I called them up. The girl that answered, I thought it was a an answer phone because her voice sounded very echoey, like like an answer phone message. So I started leaving a message, not realizing that she was actually speaking to me. So that threw me. I recovered quickly, told them why I was calling, checked that the email I'd sent, the request I'd sent was 13 days ago. She found it, said that they would get back to me. Five minutes later, an email. Boom. No. I'm thinking, at least pretend you either put this request to your client and they said no, or you did put it to your client and they still said no. But don't email me right back. Build up some anticipation. Take some time, even if you already know the answer. You know, you will have seen my introductory email. You will have seen that I'm launching a new show. You won't want to dent my confidence. So don't come back to me right away with a no. It just The response reminded me, that instant response reminded me of going into a pre-pandemic era cafe, my cafe or your cafe, ordering yourself some lunch and it's with you in two minutes and you think, I could have done this myself. That's always disappointing when you're in some cafe or restaurant. You go to these places hoping to be served something that you know you wouldn't make yourself or that if you could make it, you wouldn't make it to that standard. So it was that kind of day, and those things were bothering me. Just uh, that little bit too much. You're to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 286. Ways to support the show, as always, iTunes reviews, 30 seconds of your time. Follow the show, Twitter and Instagram, at 1607 West Egg. Facebook.com forward slash DRT available for whatever good it does to give that out. I was in touch with that Australian guy again over the weekend and he confirmed that there's no resolution to this uh, business page issue that makes uh, Facebook uh, just a a really uh, difficult site for creators to use. Similar story already with the uh, new page for the football show, facebook.com forward slash shorts. were shorts. Ways to support this show to paypal and coffee.com links at danielruistyson.com All donations go right back into this work. Most importantly, of course, the best way, the easiest way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Bonus content every Thursday, everyone in the U.K., in EU and US, you can now pledge in your local currency, patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Sign up there for a different kind of podcast. There is a new A to Z of me and my dad episode two went out on Saturday. I enjoyed making that unlocked for patrons. I'd like it to go out to a bigger audience than 18. Maybe you'll see your way towards helping me change that. If you aren't keen to join The patrons are one-off donation via those aforementioned PayPal or coffee.com links. We'll get that podcast we transferred to you. Let's move on to a Nectar Points update. I was in Sainsbury's tonight, by the way. Let me just read these out to you, initial uh, points. This is from the 6th of November. Skimmed milk. Semi-skimmed milk. I wouldn't wouldn't touch uh, whatever it is. Can't think. Skimmed milk. There we go. Wouldn't touch that with a barge pole. Four some antibacterial wipes, some yogurt, some 30p beans, Sainsbury's own beans, Newgate beans and little still missing, some sweet chili sauce, a bag of four baking potatoes, 45p, four single oranges, one pound twenty. All came to seven seventy-five. Points earned seven. Previous points balance was 357, which meant I left the store with 364 points, worth £1.82. Tonight I've had to buy some research materials on eBay, which have uh, gained me three Nectar points, so my actual balance is 367, as show... um, You know what, I'm really sorry, cannot string my words together today. I've still got to edit this thing. I'm going to have a coffee. 367, there's the closing balance. tonight, I was in there again tonight as I said, I can't even remember if I said that, I think I said that, after leaving my uh, friend, after popping uh, into, uh, well not popping into PC World because you couldn't actually go in, it was a strange thing there, you gotta give your name and uh, then they bring your stuff and then they ask you for the last four digits of your card and they go back in and check that with whoever is handing out your goods still not a good way them to be working you know it's difficult for them it's difficult for you as the customer we have to uh we just have to try and do we just have to try and deal with this it's difficult for all of us meantime back in sainsbury's 95p bin bags black charcoal more than black but i'm just looking to make my rubbish a bit more private it's going to be like the frosted bathroom window. You stare at the charcoal bin bag hard enough. You're going to see the outline of my rubbish. I've been using white bin bags for the last year. You know, those um, uh, pedal bins. Yeah, pedal bins. That's going to have to work for tonight. I live on my own. I don't create enough rubbish to justify bin bags, but I possibly touched on this last week. Putting the rubbish in the white bags. It's bin bag equivalent of some see-through negligee, and all your bits are on view. So I wanted to try and get in front of that, I've been meaning to deal with it for a while. The idea my end is, I mean it's going to involve a bit more admin, which isn't ideal, and I've already done it tonight and it's not got off to the best of starts. I'm going to cut the bin bags in half, and one half of course will have no seal. So I'm going to try stapling it together at one end, see how that goes see if that stapled end will stand up to all the weight that's going to go in there. If it doesn't hold the rubbish, I'm simply going to use it just to wrap around the rubbish within the white bags A rubbish concealer, in effect. I don't understand why we have white rubbish bags, because uh, I'm always a bit unsettled when I'm taking my rubbish out into the bins, especially if I run into someone in the uh, communal hallways. And they can see all my uh, all my rubbish in my bag. Some quick thoughts on the lunchtime duo that battle it out for my regular lunch. A duo who are less prominent than the um, the breakfast uh, duo that battle it out every morning, seven days a week. Which I may as well give you the breakfast updates now. Friday, Friday was the 6th of November, yeah. Friday morning toast, Saturday was crackers, yesterday was toast, this morning was crackers. So 2-2, that's a that's a fair contest between those two giants of the breakfast world. In terms of lunchtime, it's porridge or cereal with me, and the cereal comes with yogurt and fruit. The almond flakes I get from Little, and I use them to garnish both of those lunchtime choices. But in recent weeks, I have been questioning their use because I'm not sure if they bring much to the table. Once or twice in the last week, I've left the almond flakes on the sidelines and wondered, hmm, am I missing it? And if I'm missing it, how much am I missing it? There's something there for me to consider. I mentioned three or four shows back about the, is it Crown Fields, the little range, the little cereal range, they've redesigned their packaging and there are boxes now such as the maple and pecan that have the same box color as the honey clusters that I buy and I didn't really understand why that had been done and my preference was to stick to the, uh, the brown box of maple and pecan for as long as I could see it, you know. I got the sense there was going to be a brief period, an overlap between the two designs. But I I kind of backtracked from that a little last week because I saw the new and improved maple and pecan on the little shelves, but alongside it was the old design, the brown design. What got me electing to take home with me the new design was it made a big deal about a new and improved recipe. I just thought, well... If you've got the chance of a new and improved recipe, why would you remain loyal to a recipe that they feel needed to be improved? So just forget about the redesign. Get yourself used to the new box colour. It says it's a new and improved recipe. One less problem to worry about. I'm not going to go in there trying to find the old box design. This show reminds me of a tweet I sent last week to a guy that I might be interviewing on the new show. He's doing some other podcast as well about something TV related. And I think they put out a tweet looking for shows that weren't that good to celebrate shows that weren't that good. And right away, my mind went back to 2000, which you know, I've said many times was probably the worst year of my life. And one program that kept me going was Renegade on Friday nights. I never forgot the Guardian's review. It said... Uh, in choosing Renegade as its show of the year. It was such a bad show. It was great. And it was. I don't think I've ever read a better review for a show. It was an appalling show, but it was so bad that it was great. I think this particular episode, 286, it's the Renegade, but not quite the Renegade. It's so bad that it's kind of good, but it's not great. Whereas Renegade was great. This is not quite there. This is... This is as bad as yesterday's run. This is the audio equivalent of my body saying, this isn't working. You need a rest. Start resting. Start switching off in the evenings. Start working better hours. And on that note, that low-key note, that is the end of this week's regular show. If you want to join those patrons in supporting this work, sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Thank you all for listening. If you're not joining us during the week, I'm back next Monday. Get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. And this start of the week I have been available.